What's up, y'all? It's Alex, and welcome back to Something Challenge Related. What am I doing in the house with these people? It's time to just bring the Barbie Beast back. Killer Cam is out now. I'm ready. Today, we're talking about episode two of the Challenge Double Agents, Dive Another Day. Keep in mind, there will be spoilers ahead. Before we start, I absolutely crushed the duel in Inferno 2 on Netflix. I cannot believe I haven't seen these seasons before. Also, they are so early 2000s, it's literally disgusting. But okay, for the episode, back to 2020, let's dive in. We start back in the crater with Natalie having the first opportunity to switch up the teams. I personally don't really fuck with Wes, so I'm probably biased in this decision, but I was thinking she should have swapped. I mean, look at CT or even Nam, or going with a Corey or Nelson to get a stronger connection with Team Youngbuck. Lolo said it best when she was like, girl, you are in the elimination because of Wes. I'm also interested in how this rogue agent concept is going to play out. Also, the quote, why is CT still standing here from Leroy really killed me. I'm taking they're not going to alternate genders like they typically do because that would make the rogue agent always a male player, but I guess we'll see later in the season. Also, I'm glad CT came around to his senses and started to regret not picking Cam because again, I talked about this last time, that decision, mind-boggling. Let's also take a shot every time Lolo does that spy finger gun pose. Also, the whole post elimination talk, I just needed Josh to sit down and chill out. So moving on to the Joseph ab workout. A, there's a gym, a full ass gym, and he's lying on the ground in the kitchen. B, he is just not wearing workout clothes. And C, Big T calling it the WAP dance have me weak. Then her talking shit overlaid with that dopey music and Joseph doing his little crunches. Excellent job from the production team. Emmy award winning. Also, that look Nani gave Nicole when she asked her why she picked Kyle is how I feel about watching Trump and Pence getting the COVID vaccine after downplaying it for months. We're really getting a lot of workout montages this season, but if I was in this house, I would absolutely be thirsting after Nam too. I mean, look at him. That whole scene dedicated to basically him just being hot and Lola being like, damn, he's hot, was hilarious. I took German in high school and maybe it's time to pick it back up TBH. I also like how Nam quantified love at exactly $1 million. If I win and win love, that's $2 million. If you asked my exes to price my love, it'd probably be around $3, but I am also not a dual Olympic athlete, so. The challenge Loki confused me. First of all, are we going to let the name Ice Spy slide? I normally really like challenges that are designed to have a combination of both physicality and politics, but it wasn't super clear if the eliminated players had to stop, and when they started powwowing in the middle, this is the challenge, this is not the Great British Bake Off, so y'all need to grow a pair of testicles or boobs, we don't discriminate, and make some goddamn moves. Also, are you really that scared of knocking someone out of a challenge? I mean, you are not eliminating them from the game. What is Fessy going to do? Win the power of veto? This isn't Big Brother. Y'all are acting all kinds of wild. They've also shown Amber, M, and Nelson like two times total. When they showed them at the beginning of this challenge, I had forgotten that they were a team. And it makes me so sad because I love Amber, M. Liv and Michi also need more screen time because the few times they've been shown, they've cracked me up. Michi floating like an ice cube. <laughs> Priceless. I'm glad he's okay. Also, the little cutscene of Nicole asking Wes and Natalie about whether or not ice floats is literally classic. And why I love the challenge. These little micro-interactions that are so endearing and hilarious. Prima material. Back to the challenge itself. After watching the duel in the Inferno 2 these past couple days, they have really stepped up these daily missions. I mean, the editing, the architecture of the challenges, they're just crushing it. So Fessy and Anissa pull out another win. I think they absolutely rocked that first challenge, but this one felt kind of cheap. I'm not saying they didn't deserve it necessarily, but it definitely wasn't as well earned. 
And honestly, it may have done more harm than good because it got a lot of players feeling scared about how many allies they have, particularly Fessy. Also, I have to acknowledge that Fessy's confessional look this episode made him look like a CarMax salesperson. So getting into the political segment of the episode, Wes honestly made some good points about wondering why people aren't targeting big threats in the final, like Jarrell. I hope they keep not targeting him because I love him and Amber B, but... He made sense. <laughs> then we transitioned to a little going out scene with Fessy dancing. Okay, he's also pretty hot. I just have to say that for the record. Also, when Teresa said him drinking is the only time he has a personality, flamed him with that. Fessy did not deserve that, but I was rolling. I also think it's hilarious that they couldn't go out this season, so they just built an igloo in the middle of a field. <laughs> I just really love watching them turn up, especially because we can't these days. And honestly, the whole Lolo Nam interactions were pretty cute. So then we dove back into the politics. Big T really got yeeted by this part of selection. I really admire Joseph's eagerness to compete, because my least favorite quality in rookies is if they're super afraid of elimination. But he just needs to realize this is a partner game and you need to work together. I also hate when male partners are assholes and like gaslight their female partners. This isn't as bad as it's been in some of the older seasons. But Big T is a vet. She knows what she's doing. Don't pretend she doesn't have some credit in this game, Joseph. You're new here. Hush your mouth. So the vote comes, and honestly, it did not disappoint. I was nervous they were going to just toss it back at Wes and Natalie, but the fact it diverted to Big T and Joseph was crazy. And it's funny because in other seasons, that would have been the easy vote, and Wes and Natalie would be kind of the crazy vote. But all these twists and turns have really kind of flipped how this game is played, and so that was a pretty big shock. Sidebar, who let Kyle wear that beret for deliberation? That was absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> Two great quotes from the deliberation were, if you're trying to have the balls to step up and go in, then go the fuck in, from Queen Natalie. And when Darrell was like, real ballers do not talk about how much they ball. This episode was honestly stocked with good quotes. And also, Kyle telling every single person that he didn't vote for them is so on brand. And, you know, kudos to him for owning it. So then we get the tea, Anissa and Fessy find out how people were lying to them, and that brings us to the crater. I think it was kind of a baller move for Anissa and Fessy to make a move against Kyle for knowing he lied, because in a lot of past seasons, people sometimes just kind of roll over with that information. But I low-key agree Fessy should have gone in. More on that later. I absolutely love physical eliminations, so I really fucked with Ring of Spies. Joseph honestly looks pretty fit, but I mean, that was a dominant performance from Kyle. I'm impressed and was glad to see him win, although I would love to see Joseph in the future because he really stirred the pot in the two weeks he was there and he was a cutie. This episode ends with Kyle's choice, and despite liking Nani, he feels like he's outside the core alliance and sniped Cam from Josh, which was another baller move. I think that was incredibly smart. Cam is running the show this season and is the perfect person to be aligned with, especially on a season where everyone else will need to start getting their skulls. He already has his, the target will be off his back a little until we get deeper in the game, and just having Cam such a strong partner by your side, I think that was a brilliant political move. And then Josh chose Nani, and again, I don't hate Josh, but he keeps getting partnered with my favorite women, and I just don't want to have to cheer for him. But here we are. But then comes my favorite new team, Big T and CT. I think I saw a tweet from the Rotten Bananas podcast about calling them Tea Time, which couldn't be more into. I'm absolutely ecstatic for this pairing and really excited to see how they perform. So with the recap over, let's head into the awards. And so the first award for worst moment was when everyone was too scared to kill Pill, in CT's words, and was just kind of hanging out in the middle during the daily mission. I think this moment speaks for itself. Everyone was playing scared. It's the second challenge. You're trying to win immunity, so just send it. Obviously play smart, but when it gets to the point where it's only your alliance, I feel like it's fair game at that point to just kind of go for whoever's in the lead. Ridiculous. Also, a honorable mention to Fessy not stepping into the elimination. It was so obviously a physical elimination. I mean, there was a single ring and like some post. Do you think they were doing ring toss? Fessy could bench press me with one hand. So if 
it was even the inkling of a physical elimination. Why did he not come down and just absolutely rip Joseph in half? But honestly, he did get a little credit back because he was retreating all these people talking shit when the episode was live, which was hilarious. For funniest moment, we have Joseph's ab workout circuit. Joseph is definitely in contention for Rookie of the Year. I mean, if the elimination was to do a thousand mini crunches, then Kyle's ashes would still be in Iceland. The best moment was Kyle's dominating elimination performance. Speaking of the elimination, I've honestly always liked Kyle. I think he's funny and he has a lot of heart. I really like players who are really driven by the desire to compete, but also just to really have a good time. Like there's kind of that duality. And so it was good to see him perform and remind everyone that he's not one of the top physical competitors, but he is definitely someone to keep an eye on. Our best quote is from Big T, when she was like, I feel like I'm in a bad marriage with Joseph. We don't speak to each other, we're not having sex, there's no communication, I'm looking to get a divorce. So, uh, sorry Joseph. Big T is just one of the funniest people in this generation of the challenge, and that's really period. The standout challengers from this episode, I chose three. The first one was Big T, I mean, the star of the episode. Her scheming against her partner was just so damn funny, and Big T is a star, you cannot convince me otherwise. Second is Kyle for winning his elimination, and also just really shaking things up with that partner selection. That was a good-ass move. I, yeah, I really can't tell you how much I think he he really bettered his position in the game with that. Especially because Nani admitted that she has no idea what the fuck's going on, which is shocking. Like, you've been here for 10 seasons, how do you not understand what's going on? And then the last one's Devin, which is kind of an, an out of left field, and his isn't because of any political or physical performance, but <laughs> that whole scene where he was talking about not being able to understand Nicole's accent was so damn funny. So I just had to throw him in here. This is honestly becoming one of the best seasons in recent years for me, and I'm so excited to have a little crew along with the ride listening with me. So love y'all, and as always, take care of yourself. Hopefully we'll see you in the future, all right?